1: And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance here on a Friday afternoon. I'm so excited to have you guys along with me as I am going to take an hour here and just kind of detox over the last month. Uh, As you guys know, um, as many of my longtime listeners know, uh, one of the favorite things to do and one of my favorite shows to do is just to kind of breathe uh, and reflect, especially after I return from what's known as the International Maxwell Certification Event. Uh, which happens in Orlando, Florida. I generally do that um, right after the event. Um, We did have somebody scheduled, uh, which was Coop Coopersmith last week. And what a a great time we had with Coop. If you guys didn't hear that show, that was a very, very fun show. Uh, But uh, now I'm going to take a moment and just kind of reflect, talk about some of the changes that we've had to the show, some of the new things that we've got going on, um, and then just uh, reflect and tell you what I learned uh, from John Maxwell, what I learned at this event. Talk about my journey through the John Maxwell team. I get a lot of questions on social media. I get a lot of people asking about the team, why I joined. Uh, and my journey certainly was different uh, than, than a lot of people that I know that are members of the team. And so you know, I thought I would take some time and share uh, not only my journey, but w- what also happened at this event and some really the cool moments uh, that were so important to me. So uh, I, always you can hit me up at, at Rick A. Morris on Twitter. You can find me at Morris at com. Also on Facebook, I'll be looking for questions and and emails and things to pop through during the show and try to respond to those uh, for those of you listening live. Uh, Some of the changes to the show, just to kind of keep up with them, I've mentioned them throughout, but I just wanted to take a moment uh, to talk through it. A few things that we've done to to keep you connected to this show. Uh, One is that we do have an Alexa skill now. So for those of you that uh, don't get a chance to catch it live, and don't want to subscribe via itunes and do have an alexa device we have uh, an anypod subscription now so you simply can say uh you know alexa ask AnyPod to play the work-life balance and she'll play the latest show for you uh in its entirety and you can skip forward and skip backwards and find other shows uh, and it'll play the entire subscription so that's pretty cool we got that done for you we also are transcribing the show now so we started to do a transcription service uh, so that uh, if, you know, we're mentioning names or websites or you just want to go back, some people are readers versus listeners or, you know, don't want to hear the show at work but want to find out what the value is that we're bringing to the show. Uh, so if you go to PM works, that's uh, P is in Paul or P is in project, M is in management, PMThatWorks.com. Uh, we have our announcements for our upcoming guests on that blog. Uh, sometimes I do blog posts there, but then we also uh, generally about two or three days after the show airs. Uh, we transcribed the show and, and post it there as well. So those are some of the new things uh, that are coming up. As far as guests that are coming up, we've got Johanna Rothman that's going to be coming up next week. Uh, she is is one of the most downloaded uh, webinar and uh, podcasters in project management right now. Um, I'm going to be taking the week after that off as I will be with John Maxwell and a few of us are going to be going to Costa Rica uh, to fulfill one of John's passions, uh, which is to transform a country. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. And then uh, the the big show that I'm really looking forward to as well is March 23rd, uh, a person that I really feel uh, transformed my career uh, is, is in project management. I was a, a project management consultant. I was looking to, to potentially quit the profession. And I came across a book called Radical Project Management uh, all the way back in 2002, uh, and, and just the way the book was written, a lot of the information within the book, it, it really just transformed my career. And I've finally gotten that gentleman and uh, in, in contacted him, and he is going to be on the show, Rob Tomset, on March 23rd. So we can't uh, we can't wait for that event. So stay with us on the show. We've got a lot of stuff coming uh, and a lot of uh, good and hopefully positive changes. So let us know what you think about that. If you have been reading the transcription or – uh, you know if you've been connecting with us through Alexa or that kind of stuff let us know if we're reaching you uh, And and you know help us out make sure that we're we're adding value to you because you know a lot of times uh, I'm doing the show uh, sitting here in my home office in Birmingham, Alabama uh, Talking to a computer screen and we just want to know that you're out there and that we're servicing you and that you guys are finding value in What we're doing so let's talk uh, the, the journey of the John Maxwell team for me so a lot of people um, join teams like this or this kind of stuff, looking to uh, jumpstart a business, maybe get into business for themselves. Um, there's certainly a path uh, through the John Maxwell team uh, to to become a certified uh, coach, a certified um, uh, speaker. You know those kinds of things. And um, they, uh, what's interesting about that is, you know, so some people are are coming to the team to to define a business, to start a business. Um, it was very different for me. I had already had a business for, you know, seven or eight years before I started to look at uh, actually pr- probably six or seven years, uh, but had been running businesses for several years before I started to look at the team. And, um, you know, so I was super excited uh, to, to get an opportunity to do this. I was also already a professional speaker before I went through the speaker training with, with John Maxwell team. And so it was a little bit different for me. I wasn't, you know, I was looking to enhance my career. Um, I had some content that was kind of drying up uh, and uh, just thought, you know, maybe I would get some more ideas and, and be able to leverage John's name. And, and so to to be honest and, and a little bit forthright in this, uh, I was a little bit selfish in joining the team. Uh, I went there a little bit selfishly. And uh, so... I went to, the, to the, my first training and, and now I think I've been at six or seven, maybe eight trainings now. Uh, but I went to my first training and didn't really know what to expect. And uh, so our first event that you do at the training is you go through speaker training with Roddy Galbraith and uh, Roddy teaches the Maxwell method of speaking. And I learned more from Roddy Galbraith in the first you know two hours of that training than I had in 10 years of hard knocks a, a, as a speaker. Uh, just incredible incredible and was just blown away um and so then the next thing that you do is you go through coaching training and, and at the time i didn't really have any desire to to really be a coach uh, and then i saw christian simpson who quite frankly and, and to be honest brought me to tears he uh, taught me how directive i was being and it was again just another incredible experience um and then you know it just it was event after event after event uh, that really just opened my eyes. But really, what it it taught me more than anything um, was the power of of being a servant leader. And there's a quote that John says, and it, it touched me more than anything. And it really is what has lit my world on fire over the last two years, um, is that once you taste significance, you, success really just doesn't matter. And that has become the the end all be all for me, uh, and why that I've, I've been so driven with the team, why I've been so driven um, to do Costa Rica, why I've been so driven uh, to really open up uh, the mentorship lanes in my business and and give back. As a matter of fact, uh, you know I was rushing back here, uh, was almost late to the show uh, because I was giving back to to uh, the the high school kids here at, at the Hoover High School. Uh, Where I live, and we were doing mock interviews to prepare them to to get ready for business, Um, but those those types of things, just you know, opening yourself up to become more of a servant leader and to really give back to your community, to really make sure that you're using the skill set and in the talents that you've been given to give back. Once you start down that that path, it 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 becomes a never ending you know becomes a waterfall truly uh, of emotion, and I think the John Maxwell team. Um and the people around it, and um, you know, coming back from this event, the the people that I know now that are in my life that I consider family, uh, to be honest with you, uh, the the people that um, uh, that that are are regular attendees like me that that I I talk to almost every week or that we exchange uh, messages every week, those people that have come in my life, um, which really now are part of my inner circle. Uh, that there's there's no price I can put on that there's there's no price and so that's really um, why I do it it's why I go back and now you know when you go back to the certification there's different tracks um, for alumni so when you go back you don't go through the same trainings um, that you go through you 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 get different trainings and so I've had exposure to Seth Godin I've had exposure to Les Brown I've had exposure to um, Curtis Sliwa, we you know we get extra time with John. We um, get a chance to you know I've been certified through DISC uh, with Dr. Robert Rome, and uh, so I mean these these people that you get exposure with. Again, I would spend un- ungodly amounts of money to to do what we get to do, um, but it, they're giving back to us and and they're pouring into us, so, and so that's what's amazing. Uh, about this organization and why we continue to do what we do with this team. So, I mean, if anybody's interested and wants to know more about it, please reach out to me at Rick A. Morris or Morris at rsquareconsulting.com. You know, if you if you've heard about the team or want to join or have reservations or just want want to know what it's all about um, or what it can do for you, we we'd certainly uh, I, I'd certainly be somebody to to pour into you to to understand. Is you know. Uh, added benefit, you know, Paul Martinelli, who who started the team, um, you know, and he's built nine businesses to to over 250 million dollars, uh, is going to be leading a, a a personal mentorship thing at, at 7 a.m. tomorrow that that I get to be a part of uh, through you know Think and Grow Rich, which obviously I've read the book, I've just never been personally mentored by somebody who's who's you know built 250 million dollars with the business. On how he's utilized that platform to to grow himself, the people around him, and and make himself you know financially free. So um, to to have access like that and and to be around people like that that not only are so successful but are are such you know phenomenal examples of being a servant leader um, just fires me up and and it it makes me roll out of bed. It's it's going to make me roll out of bed at at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, with my pen and paper and my copy of my book ready to go. So. Those are the types of things that, that expose us. So that was my, that's kind of my why. That, that's the why behind it. And, and that's my personal why. So it, it's not just, you know, you, for those of you that, that, that are out there saying, yeah, I got a business, man. I'm successful. I don't need that stuff. What, but, dude, that was me. And uh, I'm telling you, um, I knew nothing and uh, I, I I learned something this week from a team member who, who just flicked a light switch into me who's changed my entire thinking of how I do my product marketing. And and not only that, but I've been doing it so wrong for so long. And, uh, you know, just being able to meet somebody like a Dave Gambril who, who shared a very simple thing with me and, and said, hey, why, why don't you look at this? You should be doing this, um, just showed me how to... Absolutely monetize my business and get my business working for me when, when I'm not sitting at the desk. I mean, those types of things are, are priceless and uh, unbelievable, and can't can't wait. Uh, To to be around my people So what we're going to do for the rest of the show Is talk about some of the best quotes Some of the things I learned Some of the things that I consider to be life-changing And share some of the stories of what really happened At this last event that I just found incredible So stay with us right here You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris
0: At 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance.
1: And we're back to the Work-Life Balance. We're discussing what I learned from the John Maxwell event, uh, February edition. We just got back uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and so at this one, um, there's a couple of really touching stories we'll get into uh, as we go. But uh, when you go back to an event, uh, the first thing that you get to do is choose what's called Think Tank Days. And uh, in these Think Tank Days, uh, the faculty of the John Maxwell team, which are, are again, just second to none, um, prepare something really special. And you get to choose and, and decide which one you want to be a part of. Uh, and I got a chance to spend some extended time with Christian Simpson. So I, I shared in the last segment uh, that Christian Simpson uh, really just kind of opened my eyes to the whole coaching and and really about what it means to be, you know, a directing learner versus a coach. And uh, and so he he had some really interesting information to share at this one. A couple of the key quotes and it, that, that really got to me. First of all, um, i had never really heard this. I thought this was interesting and thought I'd share it with you guys. That um, you know, you always hear about the top one percent. You know, people always say the one percent in America. Who's the one percent? Um, in in the one percent that's always getting taxed and all that stuff, um, he defined that. So I, you know, I don't know if this is um, it, it's as accurate as I heard it. Um, I haven't had a chance to research and, and get to the numbers. He defined, he's saying that the top one percent is defined of people that are earning four hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more. I thought that was pretty interesting um, because when you hear the one percent, you're thinking you know, Warren Buffett, and you're thinking Bill Gates and all these others. And while they are part of the 1%, that the top 1% of wage earners is actually $450,000 or above. Um, I do want to dig into that number a little bit more, but I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: Uh,
1: He was really speaking to a lot of us as small business owners, as a lot of us are. Um, And what was interesting was the take of this. And, you know, it's something I've really been focusing on the last two years, three years, and I can see the direct results in my business, um, which is, you know, when you're developing a small business, you don't develop the business, you develop the owner. And, and as the owner itself develops and as the, as the owner develops, the business will will, will come along. Um, but you can't really develop a you know a business. You've got a business plan. You've got things that you want to do. But you, you've got to develop the owner and have the owner grow because – a lot of times the limitations of the business or the limitations of the business plan is based on the limitations of the thinking of the owner. Right, so it's it's the thinking of the owner that's gonna determine the size of the money or the wealth of the business. And, and you see these people that are extremely successful, they've got big thinking. And you see the people that have small, small businesses and they have small thinking. And so it's that size of thinking um, that that really determines the size of the business right so i mean essentially um you know one of the things that that he says says often is you know if you if you fail to go within then you'll go without you've got to you've got to really go inside you and figure out what those limiting beliefs are what your fears are what your anxieties are and learn how to develop those and then find people that are better than you at the things that you're not good at. I mean, that's how you're going to develop your business. Um, And I I think one of the most poignant quotes that I wrote down from him was that a person that is not willing to make mistakes is living one. So I'll say it again, right? A, A person that is not willing to make mistakes is living one. And so how often do you in your business or in your daily career or whatever you are in your stage of life become so afraid to make a mistake um, that you're limiting your belief or limiting your growth because of the fear of change or the fear of, of taking a big step. And um, you know, the point is, is, is we need to make mistakes. I, I, I'm i a conglomerate of my mistakes and, and uh, love, you know, I don't like the pain of when it occurs, but love the growth that that's a result. And, I think it's important for us to remember that uh, you know uh, the the mistakes themselves are are the the ultimate understanding of the limitation of our thinking at the time. Um, and so, for instance, like there's there's so many uh, people that will focus, especially when they're developing themselves, and and they're looking at things, and you see these training programs, and you find these books um, that are worried about the cost. And so one of the big things that you can tell right away about people that are really um, adamant about their growth and really adamant about being successful is how they look at investing in themselves. And and so, you know, for instance, you know, if you had a moment to spend with John and, you know, it was one-on-one moment and it was a $5,000 price tag, how would you look at that? Would you look at that as that's $5,000 of cost and i don't have the money or would you look at that as you know this $5,000 has an opportunity and the return on investment that i could get you know in in him pouring into my business is incredible right so so it's it, it's not a line item it's not a cost so so small-minded or small thinking is attributing everything to a cost and big thinking and growth is is attributing everything to return on investment. I'm not talking about just throwing money wildly. I'm not saying cost isn't important. It's return on investment, right? So return on investment is is looking at it as I understand there's a cost, but what am I going to gain out of it? What's the what's the return that I will get for the time and the money that I'm spending? And if there's a high return, then it's the, then it's a no-brainer. But if I'm only solely concerned about cost and whether or not, you know, I have that um, then you know it's it's not really a, a sure sign of growth so i thought that was interesting and, and you know christian shared a lot with us um, and uh, you know uh, the the other thing and it's it's certainly something over the last two years that i've really been concerned at is i have been a consultant for a very long time and a consultant in and um, what we do is we trade time for money And I've been sitting on, you know, seven, eight, even 10 years worth of content that I've developed over time. You know, I've got six books on the market. I've got videos. I've got webinars. I've got all these things. Um, And the light bulb that went on for me in meeting with Dave Gambrill and everybody else is, you know, how much I actually could be monetizing that content um, so that it would be working for me when I'm not working, right? So the question that was posed to me um, was, you know, do I have a system and people working for when I walked away that the business was still working for me? And if not, then then I'm being consumed by the business and my business is consuming me and, and that's not a good equation. Um, so how can I start to move the business into a way that it doesn't consume me, um, right? I consume the business. So it... it interesting thought patterns and again you've got to be open ready to shake for it ready to understand it but to me that was a huge aha moment for me um, and a way for me to start analyzing what how i spend my day and uh, you know where am i getting the greatest return uh, of investment Um, which brings me to uh, an interesting story because i think what we do a lot as business owners is we make a ton of excuses um, for why we can't do certain things. And so they brought a young lady on stage uh, by the name of Maria christina, and I, i'm I'm trying to get her on the show. We've got to get her on the show. She made a personal promise to um, some orphans in Bangladesh after a, a great flood that that they were she was going to take care of their education. She actually made the promise to the parents or not the parents, but to 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 the the foster parents and and Uh, To these kids and to the people that are taking care of these kids in the orphanage and um, but she didn't have the money But she made the commitment that she was going to take care of their education fully And so she didn't know how to make money. So she googled. How do I make money? And somebody said well, you need to you know, if you go to the North Pole, then you can make money So she trains and she goes to the North Pole And she didn't raise everything that she wanted. So she came back Googles. "How How do I make money? Somebody says, well, if you run seven marathons and seven continents, you, you know, you can raise the money. So she runs seven marathons and seven continents and still doesn't raise the money. So she comes back and they said, well, if you go to the South Pole, she goes to the South Pole. Um, somebody says, if you climb Mount Everest, she climbs Mount Everest. This is a true story. Look her up, Maria Christina. Um, and then somebody says, well, if you run Ironmans and, and turn in the fastest time for a female in these Ironmans, she does that. And, and it comes down to where she wants to swim the English Channel. But there's one big problem. And if I gave you a guess, right, and we did this on the show last week, and the, what her big obstacle would be in swimming the English Channel, um, and if you guessed the fact that she can't swim, uh, you'd be right. So she hires a coach, and the only coach that responds to her only teaches people how to swim in a pool. She goes, that's fine. So she, teach, she learns how to swim and then swing, swims the English Channel. So she's got eight Guinness Book World Records now, and she was still $300,000 short, and she's still going around telling her story and raising money to keep her commitment. And it's not even money for her. It's to to keep the commitment to these children that, that she promised. And when you hear a story like that, when you meet this person, you get to see her in person, hear this story, and you're sitting there going... And my excuse is, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to wake up out of bed in the morning or, you know, it's really hard to pick up the phone and, in cold call or it's, it's really hard to sit down and force myself to write. Uh, yeah, yeah. that the, these excuses all of a sudden don't start to stack up when you see somebody like Maria Christina and she is just this little powerhouse, man. She's, I mean, a powerhouse, but she's not very tall. Um, and it's incredible to be inspired by stories like that and then you're sitting around and, and looking at your challenges and recognizing that really what we're doing is we're making excuses so while we're on break uh, which we're going to take one here in a second check out Maria Christina uh, Google her name find her charity do throw twenty dollars her way because I'm telling you this lady deserves every penny to get ki- to meet that commitment And we're going to take a break right here. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris.
0: Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery?
2: put you out in front
0: are you getting the most out of your project management software Again, that's one 472 5790 If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance.
1: And we're back to the Work-Life Balance. Uh, right before break, we were talking about Maria Christina. You can actually uh, find her at mariacristinafoundations.org, uh, mariacristinafoundation.org. If you'd like to donate to that incredible Incredible charity. Uh, I was sharing, uh, in, in, uh, the, the break there, uh, we're, we're going to get her on the show. It's, it's going to happen. I'm going to get Maria Christina on the show and you're going to hear that story firsthand. Um, as I did, uh, which is, which is incredible. She's an incredible story of resilience, um, and, and just, uh, sheer determination and, uh, Again though for anybody who feels like they've got an awesome excuse, uh, just listen to her talk and and she'll wipe any of those away for you I um, speaking of stories though there was another thing that happened and you know the, these conferences are fairly well scripted in the way that you know every certain times certain things happen and and um, there there was a um, a lunch and learn uh, that was done and it was actually done on John Maxwell's uh, public Facebook page. So you could go to John Maxwell's public Facebook page, find this lunch and learn, sign up for it and see it. And it was around John Maxwell's uh, new book, uh, developing the leader within you 2.0, where he's taken this book. He's rewritten 89% of it. And they were teaching um, how to mentor people with John's book. And John was sharing some of his personal secrets of how he mentors people with this book. And, um, so the behind the scenes of that, and I was actually sitting like right front table to the right uh, as they were doing this, and it was, uh, it was a two-hour session, but the first hour is on uh, this Lunch and Learn uh, webinar, so you guys can go find it. It's a free resource. It's phenomenal to watch. But during that, about uh, with about 10 minutes to go, uh, there's a great story that, that Roddy Galbraith shares, and uh, so he's talking about a young lady that came up to him the day before at the conference saying that um, her brother had passed away. She had to go to uh, get, receive a, uh, a diagnosis to fly very far away in Mexico uh, to a very specialized clinic and had been diagnosed with cancer and was given 90 days to live. And um, she was coming back and uh, saw a book in, in the, the airport and said, I, just, I have to get this book. So she goes up to the book vendor and, and she says, how much for the book? And the book vendor says, it's, it's $20. She says, I, on, I only have five. So the book vendor says, no, just, just go ahead and take the book. You, you can have the book. So she reads this book and it changes her entire outlook on, on life. Um, when she returns home, her family is actually already starting to save money for her funeral. And um, so it turns out uh, this was nine years ago. So she had a few surgeries, she ends up beating cancer, but she has an incredible positive outlook on life. Um, and she now is a John Maxwell team member and she had come to the the training event in Orlando and she really couldn't afford to even do that. Um, it, as a matter of fact, we had heard that she was sleeping like in the doorway of a 7-Eleven the first night. And so some of the people at the Marriott Hotel had, had hooked her up with a room. And she told Roddy, she goes, you know, this book changed my life. And she goes, even look at my shoes. And and Roddy looked down at her shoes, and and you know, the soles were were coming apart and that kind of stuff. She goes, I'm still poor, but but I'm happy. And uh, so Roddy goes, well, I'm 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 going to be talking with John tomorrow. Can I, can I share the story? And she said, sure. So Roddy goes upstairs and he talks to his lovely wife Susan. And tell Susan the story, and, and and Susan's kind of mad. She's like, "But Roddy," and she, Roddy says, "What?" She goes, "What was the book, right? What what book changed her life?" And he's like, "I I, I don't know. I, I didn't ask." <laughs> and so, they they look through Roddy's phone, and and Roddy had a picture of her. They find the girl, and and it turns out the book was called "Winning Attitudes," um, by by John Max uh, by John Maxwell. And so, um, they tell the book. And and uh, show it to John, and John's so touched. So John says right there live during the lunch and learn, he says I've I've got to I've got to meet this girl. I have to meet her. Um, and so the lunch and learn ends, the live event ends. So we're still in the room for another hour. And so Roddy had texted Susan right when John said he wanted to meet her, um, and Susan went and got her out of the other session and brought her into the alumni room, and John got to meet her, and she just starts to to cry and and. Again, John, knowing that she didn't have a whole lot of money, he said, "You know what? Every book I have on my table you can have." And it was just one of those moments, um unscripted, you know, everybody's in tears, uh, and just another phenomenal thing that that just happens that you just get to see the generosity of people, the drive of people, um and and things like that just just change your life forever. Um, especially when you're right there uh, in the room. I actually got a video of him meeting her. and you know, I started to go post that, but you know, it just wasn't my story to, to share like that. I mean, I don't mind telling the story this way or sharing it with people or you guys, my listeners, but um, you know, I just didn't, didn't feel like that was something I was going to post. Um, we have a caller on the line, Kevin. How are you doing, buddy? How are you, man? All right. Where are you calling from, Kevin? San Antonio, Texas. Oh, is this Kmart? It is, buddy. What's up, brother man? Not much, man. I'm just enjoying the show. I appreciate you so much sharing, as you always do. Um, I'm you know, always interested in learning something from you almost every time we interact. So I want to say thank you for that. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. And we're never done, are we? We make mistakes every day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And, and so did you hear that story about Ina, the, 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 I, the girl, and John Mietner? Oh, my goodness. I, I did. Um, Not you know, those are dry eye in the room yeah you know days when guys like us who, who do give back um, and oftentimes you don't realize the people that you're impacting because um, we just don't do it for that reason but we continue to do it and then when we get impacted uh, it re-energizes us and we're just on fire again and it sounds like you're on fire that I am brother that I am can't wait for Costa Rica yeah it sounds great I wish I was going with you I know it'll be a good time Yes, sir. Thanks so much for calling, brothers. Great to hear from you. Hey, great to hear from you, Rick. Lead on, brother. Thank you, sir. So yeah, so I know you know. So we had the I know we had Marie, Christina, and I got to tell you about this time, man. I'm I'm cried out. I'm I'm a big dude. I don't mind crying. I, I don't mind uh, sharing my tears. But uh, yeah, that that was uh, that was big for me. Um, so so going back into Maxwell training. Um, I, well, you know what? I'm going to share another event. Um, because this was also the first time, um, you know, John does, uh, share a faith service. And, and again, I don't care where you guys are in your faith. I don't care what, you know, what, what you do with that. And I'm not trying to impart any, any faith to you, but he does do a faith service. John comes from faith and in everybody who, who's read John knows that. And so he does a faith service and at the end he does a call to action. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he he, he was in particular on this one because, you know, we had just found out that Billy Graham had died as well. Um, and uh, one of the things that we do is for anybody who responds to the call of action, um, we give away a, a Maxwell speakers uh, or Maxwell uh, leadership Bible. And uh, the first time uh, just where I was sitting and who I was sitting with, they, they invited me up on stage to help pass out the Bibles to the people that had come up. And that just got really emotional for me. Um on this time and you know don't don't know why so much um, and didn't want to really dive in and, and figure out why so much but uh, just was it was a nice time and uh, it's the first time I got to see um, from that perspective but um, that kind of, of giving and growth so that that was an interesting time for me as well um, so uh, going into John's messages uh, especially you know some of the things he shared with us he's got a new book coming up um, called uh, leader shifts and uh, he played with that. It's the first time I heard uh, John cuss from stage, but uh, he, he had a little fun with that. Um, but Leader Shifts, S-H-I-F-T-S. Um, that book is, uh, he just finished the manuscript actually while we were there together. Um, and so that's going to be the next uh, big Maxwell book that comes out. And as always, he started to teach us directly from that book and started to give us uh, some insight on what's, uh, what's coming. And, uh, you know, some great quotes uh, coming out of that, Um, you know, in in for me, just understanding, you know, the timing and context and environment of of your life. You know, the big thing that he was talking uh, to me, I felt like directly in the audience, you know, people ask him how he stays relevant in in the leadership world. And, And his answer to that is, is. You, you've got to continue to shift you've got to continue to change um he says you can't stay the same in the leadership game because the leadership game is not the same it it, it, it changes um, and and that speaks directly to the book of developing the leader within you so first of all let's just talk about John for a second in the sense that you know 25 years ago if, if you look at the 90s right early 90s every book every book was about management. Every book was how to manage your people, how to effectively manage your people. Um, It was all about management. There was very, very little about leadership. And not only that, uh, the the prevailing theory is that leaders were born. uh, You're a born leader. You're a natural leader. Um, So the whole thought um, of developing leaders wasn't really a big thing. And and John – even shared very personally that when he was getting started, and he, nobody wanted to come to a sem- nobody wanted to come to a leadership seminar. Nobody wanted to be taught how to be a leader. They they they'd come to a management seminar, but they wouldn't come to a leadership seminar. Um, and that was very interesting insight. And now everything's about leadership, right? Leadership is huge. Everybody's talking about leadership and, and thinking. Um, but when when he was reviewing his book developing the leader within you which was groundbreaking 25 years ago and they asked him to rewrite it he rewrote 89% of it and that's because he was like man I've I've grown I've shifted I've changed uh, I've become better and you know interesting story that that I relate to um you know my first book that that I wrote project management that works um I wrote in 2008 When I teach that now, I still teach that uh, on stage Um, and at seminars and events. I I teach it the way the book is written, and then I tell people how I do it differently uh, today so that they can feel the evolution of of how I've changed um, in the last 10 years of how I would run projects, because I certainly don't run projects today like I ran projects in 2008. I've changed. I've grown in the last 10 years in everything that I know. I don't. I don't have the same certainties and beliefs I had 10 years ago. Um, And so it's just really interesting. And so that's what this whole book, Leader Shifts, is about and really, you know, what's coming down the pipe. And so uh, I will share a couple of my favorite quotes from Leader Shifts and then we're going to wrap up the show because, man, is time flown by on this edition of the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. We'll be right back after these commercials.
0: You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at one 472 5790 Again, that's one 472 5790 If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance.
1: And we're back to the work-life balance. We've been sharing what happened at the John Maxwell training and just, you know, stories and and quotes and things like that. And, and I teased into leader shifts a little bit. And what I love about John, you know, John actually tells us, hey, you know, here's the book, here's things in it. Now go start telling people. And, uh, you know, he, he does it this way too. He says, you know, the first time you tell it, go ahead and say, you know, John Maxwell says, he says, second time you tell it. Uh, say, you know, I heard somebody say. And the third time you say it, say, you know, I've been thinking. And, and he, he, te- he does it in a way versus fencing in and fencing out. It's a great analogy. He said that, that he worked with, with a bank back in his first church. And when, when farmers were asking for more money, the banker would look to see if they were fencing in or fencing out. If they were fencing in, the guy wouldn't give them a loan because they weren't intending to grow they're fencing out, then they would get the loan because they, they could see that they were intending to grow and, and, and do more. Um, and, and so what John does is he's like, dude, here's the stuff go teach. And he goes, and he always does a joke from stage. He goes, as a matter of fact, um, when the book does come out, then you can look at your people and go, man, I was with John in Orlando. I was talking with him And now look, it's here in the book, right? He's so gracious, uh, with his material. Uh, but the point being is people say, well, why do you do that, though? Aren't you protective? And he goes, no. He says, I'm learning and growing every day, and I want to share my ideas uh, and make you guys better every day because I'm going to have more ideas. It's an abundant life. It's an abundant thought pattern, and I, and I love that about him. Um, what I want to share with you is just a couple of the quotes. When I write, to, I have pages and pages of notes, um, but what I'll do is um, I'll write journal um, next to some of my favorite notes. Um, that that forced me to sit down and expand my thoughts uh, on the quote that he just said, so that I journal them and and really dive into them. So a couple of things that I wrote journal next to uh, against his leader shifts is one, uh, he wrote that uh, said that life expands um, or shrinks uh, based on our courage. Um, so you know, really, what he's saying is is your your life will become abundant or or won't based on your courage to share to to help people um, to, to really put your ideas out there. If, if you're, if you're not, if you're fencing in, um, and not sharing and not being, um, abundant with your thinking and abundant with the people around you, then, you know, your, your life's going to shrink. If you have courage to share and courage to pour in and courage to serve others, your life is going to greatly expand. And I thought that was a beautiful quote. Um, the other one was, uh, tweak your way to success, not twerk and <laughs> be careful. Uh, but it was tweak your way to success. And, um, so we, you know, we learn a methodology of, of, uh, you know, to, to, you know, l- you know, fail, learn, improve, um, and, and reenter. And it, it's just, it, it, it's a cycle for us, but is to try things, but, you know, he recognizes it. And again, we get a chance to watch it. So for no limits, uh, the book that came out last year, I saw him teach that for the first time, um, and then you know I don't know how many times he taught it in between, but I saw him teach that three times to us, and I know the first time he taught it um, to us uh, before the book came out, which means I got to see his process of tweaking the language and how he teaches from stage uh, before he was really ready for that to be prime time, which was awesome to watch. Um, and so some of his key points were quite wordy the first time and that they were more concise, but more powerful the second time. And then the third time, it was just rock solid. Um, but you could see him tweaking the language and trying to get it right, uh, which was uh, just, again, just mind blowing to be a part of and, and to watch. Um, the other thing I journaled was uh, Amplify. And, and so this is part of one of his uh, acrostics that he does around sharing and the A and sharing was amplified. Um, but he said, you know, your imagination is better. And that that struck a chord with me because he said, you know in all your ideas and all your thinking, use your imagination because your imagination's better. And, and the analogy he used is, have you ever read a book and then gone to see the movie? And he said, wasn't it so much better when you read the book? he said so you need in your ideas in your business thinking in everything that you do your imagination is better so use it be imaginative but, you know, don't don't be afraid to to think bigger thoughts or or to go you know to go big um, because you know which is better the the book that you're thinking of or the movie that you're thinking of use your imagination and, and be better um, so those were just some of the key thoughts that are going to be coming out uh, in in the new book, uh, Leader Shifts, which is going to be tremendous. It's going to be amazing. Um, that's all the time I have uh, for for this show. Um, I just did want to reflect on all of this. Um, I wanted to personally thank, uh, you know, obviously John Maxwell, Paul Martinelli, uh, Christian Simpson, Chris Robinson, uh, Roddy Galbraith uh you guys are just amazing to me and our mentors to me um you know Sheree Griffin, Daryl Rivers um you know you guys you know make this special Tennis LaRue, uh Jelena Simpson. Uh, there you know I've got such a list of people, John and Jesse Terry, um you know the, the, there's just there, there's people that I go to this event that that have just become family uh to me. um Uh, You know, I've got Norma Zambrano, Monica Santoyo. uh, Actually, uh, Daryl and Monica got engaged at this event, which was incredible to watch and made Daryl the smartest person in the world because uh, we were at a cocktail reception already. So that turned into his engagement party. um, So he didn't have to pay for his own engagement party, which I thought was brilliant. Um, But, you know, uh, I see Mike Leitner and um, uh, just – Look, I I hate that I started naming names because there's so many that I'm going to leave somebody off and and hurt their feelings. But you guys know who you are and what you mean to me, right? Chris, Melissa Rollins, Mike Stevens, the whole crew. um, You guys know what you mean to me. You know how much I look forward to spending time with you. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, we're we're literally a countdown eight days away for Costa Rica uh, to go transform a nation together um, with, with my family and and friends and mentors. And then, uh, we're, we're already counting down to August to the next event. So look, if you want to be a part of this and you like what I've said, and you want to know more, um, I'm not an affiliate. I don't get paid for that. I, it's just, it's, it's something that, that, you know, I serve the team, I work the event. It's something that, that I poured my heart into. Um, you're welcome to join us and I'll tell you anything you want to know about it. Um, As part of my servant uh, leadership back to uh, something that has just been so powerful in my life and, and made things so much better for me. Um, that's all the time we have for this episode. Next week, we've got Joanna Rothman, uh, who's one of the most downloaded uh, speakers uh, this past year in project management. So we're going to be talking agile with her. And uh, then again, I'll be in Costa Rica and then we'll have Rob Tomset on the show. I appreciate you guys letting me vent and detox from this event and just take a uh, moment to uh, breathe and process, as I love to do. Uh, I love all of you guys, and uh, always hit me up at Rick Morris or find me at rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. Please stay tuned right here to the Voice America Business Network. We love that you're uh, a part of us and hope that you will continue to do so. I will see you guys next Friday. You've been listening to The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris.